On today's show, we've got a special guest. Her name's Claudia Moncars. I thought it'd be great to have her on the show to talk about tax law. Welcome to Debt Free Latina, the podcast where you can finally realize your dream of being debt free and feeling peace about your financial future. And now your host, Myra Alejandra Garcia. Thank you so much for being here, Claudia. Oh, thank you so much, Myra, for giving me the opportunity to talk to you and to your audience and give more of this information to our yes. community. Yes, thank you so much. So when I saw your assistant reached out and I was like, oh my gosh, this is great because I have an actual client right now who is debating on whether or not he should pay his tax bill, how he should prioritize it. And I just thought, you know what? Since you're a tax attorney and your specialty is this tax law, um, tell us about how should we prioritize tax debt over all the other debt we might have? Well, the big thing why we should prioritize tax debt over other debt is because the IRS actually, you should think of the IRS as a big collection agency, which at the end of the day, their collection arm is just a big collection agency. And they actually have the power to freeze your bank account, garnish your wages. They can talk to your employer and let them know that you have tax debt. They can revoke your passport. They can put a lien on your house. I mean, they have all other power that a credit card company doesn't have. A credit card company can't do that. A credit card company can call your your employer or your clients. So that's why you should prioritize them because they are relentless, even though you know, right now it's a mess in the IRS and they're slow. They do have a system. So they will eventually get to you and they have other powers that other people don't, other companies, other debt collectors don't have. I see. I didn't know about the passport. Oh, yes. They can. If you have a passport, they can revoke it. Or if you don't have one, they can tell the Department of State not to issue one to you. And this is really hard for us because we want to go back to our countries or visit family that we have in our countries and we won't be able to do that. Yes, which reminds Mm -hmm. me, um, you mentioned you are from Panama. Yes. That's awesome. Panamania, 100%. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. I I honestly, I'm in in the Southwest. So we have a whole lot of Mexicans. We have some Central Americans, but not too, too many. So it's I love interacting with other because there is some differences and there is mm-hmm. a little bit of, you know, there's there's a learning opportunity even within our Latin American country. So I love that. Um, tell us a little bit about how is the tax law different in Latin America that m- maybe people have this idea of this is the way just tax law is in general everywhere. But how are some differences between Latin American countries and the U.S.? Well, uh, one of the big differences that I think in Latin America, they don't take uh, taxes as seriously or they're not priority as much. If you get in trouble, like in Mexico, they have a CNDA. If you get in trouble with a CNDA, it's not, they, they make you just pay a fine and that's it. But sometimes here in the U.S., I mean, it's not as common, but if it can be criminal, you can go to prison for not paying your taxes if it's intentional. And another thing that I think another thing that uh, most people don't know is that in the U.S., 
you actually have to pay taxes of your worldwide income. So for everything you own in the whole world. And if you make money outside of the U.S., you also have to report that. Where I think Latin America, you can get away. Like uh, I know in Panama, you only have to pay taxes in what you own in Panama. And then if there's a lot of breaks and things, so you end up paying nothing at the end of the day. Um, or not having to report at all, which is not always the case in here. And here they're big on compliance. And, you know, it's been on the news lately, well, about a, about a month ago, that the IRS is getting a lot more funding. And that is all for making sure people are paying, people are filing their tax returns. Sometimes it's just good. Even if, if you cannot pay it, it's better to file a tax return and ask for a payment plan than just do nothing. The worst thing you can do is do nothing. Okay, so tell me about how can people go get on a payment plan if they do know that they owe taxes? Maybe they haven't filed, but if they do file, how do they go about getting on a payment plan with the IRS? There, You can always get on a payment plan with the IRS and try to work it out. And there's not, payment plan is not the only option. That's what people forget. Sometimes you can negotiate depending, there's a threshold and it's a formula they have. And you can, if you don't make enough money, you don't have enough assets, you can sometimes negotiate to pay less, or you can get into um, a payment plan with them, depending on how much you make, um, and you can negotiate it. And also, what, and sometimes it's better to do nothing, because what people don't know is that the IRS has 10 years to collect under the tax debt. So sometimes, because so big, uh, the system, and some people fall in the cracks, and sometimes it's, they only have like a year left of those 10 years. And if they do nothing, they can have their tax that written off. So I always say I have like a system, what I tell my clients, right? We should call it is four steps on how you can get if you have ta- if you have debt, right? First is figure out where you are in the system, where you're in the process, like how much you owe, how old is your debt, because then you know what options you have. Then two. Review what are your options, because like I said, you get an IRS letter that says you have 30 days to pay the whole thing, which is not the case. Most people only talk about a payment plan or what they call like an offer to negotiate. Like I said, sometimes you can amend your return and sometimes you can reduce it. You do nothing because you're about to like not pay. So there's a lot of options. Um, And then there is the evaluate where you are. Uh, what your options are, because you have to look at your income, your expenses and all that, and then see what are your options. And then the last one is engage, actually take action and see and do something about it. I think that's the main thing because the IRS will keep on sending letters and doing more things until they get a reaction from you. And I, I think that's the best thing to do, just engage and do something about it. Cox knows that when summer starts, your family doesn't stop. So they have new internet packages at an everyday low price with the same speed and flexibility that you expect from Cox. And they include panoramic Wi-Fi equipment at no additional cost. It's internet that keeps up with you. All with no annual contracts, which means no pesky early termination fees. With everyone at home, it's nice to know that when they're connected, they're protected with advanced security from panoramic Wi-Fi. And when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. After a long, hot day, 
Cool off with a family night with Contour Stream Player. Enjoy live sports, your favorite shows on Hulu, Netflix, Disney+, Peacock, and more with all the popular streaming apps. Learn more at Cox.com. What are the common ways that the IRS will get your attention? Is it like garnishing wages? Is it like what is like their go-to? Is is there like their first step? Well, they actually have like rules to follow. And we as taxpayers have rights. There's like a taxpayer bill of rights. So first they send you a letter and if that you have 30 days, then they send you another letter. And if you don't answer your second letter, then they say we're going to, they send you notice that they're going to put a lien on your property, depending on the amount, right? Then the next letter would most likely be that there will be a levy. They're going to garage your wages. Then the next one is that they're going to revoke your passport. And they keep on going like that until eventually they they get a response from you. Some nice. people never answer. I, I heard of like one, the change your mailing address uh, technique, but eventually they'll find you. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They have access to everything. Tell us where people can find you. Well, if you want to learn more about this and you want a little bit more information on the, like I said, the are the four steps, the three steps are we have a free guide that we, we want to give to your digital guide to your listeners and is www.freeirsguide.com slash debt free Latina. So is www.freeirsguide.com slash debt free Latina and where they can learn more about this. And also our friend, our the law firm website is www.moncarslaw, M-O-N-C-A-R-Z-L-A-W.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. learning about this because it's a little intimidating. And it is. And I think that just hearing the word tax is scary for some people, to be honest. I think that, you know, the IRS is really scary. It's like, I have had actually, I have been called by the IRS. Um, I was called to them when I was about 19 years old. And it just so happened that it, everything was clear. Like I had all my documents, I had everything. Um, but I had a son very young. And one of the things that they asked was like, can you prove this is your child? And I said, sure. And I pulled out his birth certificate. And um, I just remember walking into the IRS office in LA. I lived in LA at the time. And it was like, everybody was so scared. And I just remember thinking like, I have no idea why they called me. Um, And they wanted me to pay a $4,000 tax bill. Like that's what I received in the mail. And so I was like, I I don't I don't know what this is about. So I thought, well, worst case scenario, I have to pay $4,000, but I don't think I owe $4,000. It just so happens that the person I did my taxes with, they seemed to audit everybody from that office because she was mm-hmm. doing something that she was not, I guess, should have been doing, is what I heard through a couple of friends that went to that same place. So I thought, okay, so they probably audited everybody in, you know, that did business with them. So um, 
tell me how can, how, you know, how do we find a good tax person, a a good tax preparer that, you know, because that is one of the ways that they can, you know, start auditing you if, if they have some, if they do business with somebody that maybe isn't doing, you know, the right thing. Yes, that is definitely true. If they have a tax preparer that has the same problems, then they'll audit all of the clients. Um, I think is analysis a gut feeling. Like you, I mean, you know when somebody's like telling you, um, let's start from zero up. We don't pay zero taxes, or sometimes they give you too many deductions that you know are not right. Um you kind of have to say, no, thank you. And I think sometimes we feel intimidated because, you know, we're thought to like, oh, if it's an accountant, a lawyer, we need to respect their opinion, but you need to respect, I think your gut instinct more, you know, you know you more. Um, And if something feels right, don't sign it because it is you that's going to after have the headache. Even if you get like, you had your birth certificate, you were able to fix everything, but still having to go through that process and, and, and I know, like I said, it's intimidating, but I think the best thing that we can do for ourselves is get the knowledge, because if we have knowledge, if we have all that information, that's the best thing to do. Get the knowledge and doc, have good documents, good records, and follow your God. If they tell you something that, you know, it's too, too good to be true, say no, thank you. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's so true. And I think that we also have to have that integrity piece within ourselves right yes. to just say Correct. hey this isn't right let's let's just do it by the book because mm-hmm. you don't want to mess with the irs it's not worth it. you want to sleep well <laughs> yes and i have to say i i remember being worried but then i thought well i didn't really you know say anything inaccurate like i just remember having a lot more peace than the other people in that room yeah and it was like simply a birth certificate fixed everything. Like I, I walked out of there. No joke. They walked us out. They're like, okay, you're good. I was like, really? Okay. It, and and uh, like you said, I had uh, people that tax preparers that say, oh, no, I start from zero up. I'm like, no. <laughs> or people that they, they did it because their accountant gave them too many deductions. And they kind of knew. Yeah, that's definitely a red flag. Well, thank you so much again for coming. And I really appreciate all the knowledge that you shared with us. And I hope to have you on the show again. Uh, yes. And thank you so much for the opportunity. And thank you to all your listeners to give me the opportunity and the time to, uh, like I said, just get the knowledge because I think knowledge is power. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Debt Free Latina. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can take Myra with you on your journey to become debt-free as you build financial wealth. Looking for more? Follow Myra on Instagram at debtfree.latina, Facebook at debtfreelatina, and online at debtfreelatina.com.